Hey, hot young designers. We are announcing our first online workshop and we wanted to get you the scoop. We're calling it You Better Work Pitch. It's focused on confidently pitching for brand collaborations and partnerships. If you've ever been curious about collaborations and you're ready to dip your toes into the influencer side of the design business, we want you to join us. We'll be taking you through our entire process and providing easy to use tools and templates. Now be sure that you're subscribed to our newsletter on hotyoungdesignersclub.com because we're giving our subscribers the first peek when the workshop launches. We can't wait to see you all there. On this episode, we're talking about end of year planning. It's time to reflect on this year and start strategizing for 2021. We're sharing ideas for effective goal setting, including your own business retreat. And I even snuck in some manifestation and woo-woo stuff. Because if you don't start nothing, there won't be nothing. Let's go. Studio Plum. And I'm Sean of Rensted Interiors. We're interior designers. Turned internet friends. Turned real life friends. Welcome to the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. We're not that hot. Or that young. Every week we'll be spilling the tea on how a new generation of interior designers can run their businesses. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the club. club. Hey Sean. What's up, Rebecca? Um, all right. So what's up? We're going to do a little bit of a mix up. Are we going to talk about that? Oh yeah. We're, we are kind of messing with, you know, we just try to experiment with stuff we like, stuff we don't like and wanting to try something new and it's our podcast, not yours. So we can do that. Right. And we are also (laughs) like taking pages from our own advice and like moving towards efficiency and yeah. Sometimes much. things we talk about are so time sensitive that it really limits the ability for us to like adapt quickly or change things. Or if we feel like another topic is more important, it makes it hard if we talk about things in the podcast that are so time specific. So we're kind of learning to adapt to that because y'all, we're still running families and businesses separate from the podcast. So we're just learning new balancing techniques. Yeah, and ways we can, yeah, just kind of batch things better and not be so last minute, last minute Marys like I usually am. Yeah. So we were talking about stuff we like, what's going on, what's up. It might be a little bit of a departure from fizzles and sizzles, but this you week. You still call it fizzles and sizzles. They're just going to be a little less of the week. Yes, exactly. We're just doing an on-air meeting right now. <laughs> Planning sesh. What's different for any day? You know, that's the same every day. <laughs> um, what's what's new this week? Um, not this week. And, it's not this week. What's new in general? This episode. What's new this episode? Okay. Time is um, just a construct. I'm the master of time. Um, and speaking of time... I brought, it's show and tell time for me to show you, but listeners won't be able to, but. This is great podcast content. (laughs) I got this (laughs) awesome new book. Now it's really beautiful. It's um, published through Rizzoli, who you guys will know make the the world's most amazing and expensive coffee table books. 
And it's um, called A Tale of Interiors. And it's from interior design studio Pierce and Ward. I'll link it in the show notes. But honestly, it's one of the most fantastically illustrated and just like really beautiful books. Like every cover page, all the all the stuff, the drawings are amazing. Plus the interiors are fantastic. If you guys don't follow Pierce and Ward, they it's extravagant, is to say the least. Le- Rebecca and I have talked about them previously. They do really beautiful, layered, English-inspired, very collected, very expensive interiors. Yeah, really... Yeah, probably really all those things, but really like aspirational and beautiful and just interesting. Like it reminds me of um, Cecily loves these books that are, they're the I Spy series. Like, can you spot the something inside of a room type of thing? Yeah, that's not what it's called, is it? So can you find this, can you find the 16th century Chinese figurine? for example? Well, they're like find- these really interesting, I love looking at them just for the art direction. So there are these like really crazy scenes of like a ton of like toys and in the bottom of the book, yeah. you're trying to find things that are in it. Um, but they're really cool photos. Anyway. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Like you can keep finding like little, there's going to be like a little Fox like hidden. In the- yeah. The like there's, there's a lot going on in these, but I always, appreciate having too much going on than not enough even if my design aesthetic is to pare some things down I'd rather start from a place of too many ideas than than not enough to work with um I can appreciate what they do even if some of this looks like it some of it to me looks like it came out of a 1980s architectural digest but some of it you can tell is really current because of their pattern play Mm -hmm. And, like, some of the accessories are fantastic. Um, Some of the collections are truly, like, world-class artwork. So, you know, they're working with, like, the bougiest of the bougie. Um, Rebecca's favorite part is their website that says, Clients of Note and Leonardo DiCaprio (laughs) is in there. LDC as... And uh, yeah, so there's obviously a certain level of clientele they're working with. The book is beautiful. It's fantastic. I think that anybody would pick it up and really enjoy just looking at what they've done and taking ideas. Um, I think it's inspiring. Yeah, it looks really pretty. And you have influenced me. Into buying it. it. I'm an influencer. (laughs) I think it's just it's it's a great book it's beautiful there's not a lot of copy so you don't have to worry about sitting down and reading a bunch of stuff but they do talk about the house the clients one of them is um Emma Roberts Julia Roberts niece who's been on American Horror Story among other things and I think it's just fantastic to see like maybe a younger celebrity or someone with maybe a little bit of newer money who's still making really wise investments in their interiors and doing some cool stuff. Um, You know, staying hot and young. 
Mm-hmm. So that's it. kind of one thing that I'll probably keep looking at this book back and forth many times over and keep finding new stuff every time I glance at it. That's fun. I want it. What about your I favorite? mean, it's, you said it like it sounded fun. That's fun, period. <laughs> That's hot. <laughs> LOL. What about you? What's what's striking your fancy? Are we doing, we're not doing fizzles? Just sizzle, like we're just doing... No, it's not. A, I mean, it's not fizzles, right? I don't know. We don't need to be, we don't need to be negative like that. I'm not, that's not who I am anymore. Um, I mean, I don't know. I accidentally put a new shirt in the dryer that wasn't supposed to go in the dryer. Oh, and I'm really pissed so at myself. Worse. <laughs> Hang dry only. Damn it. Why did I buy this? Have you ever done that and returned it? I have. I have not because I am a moral person. Well, <laughs> sometimes I just think it's bullshit. Like your clothes should not shrink in half. Like, was it a was it a wool sweater, Rebecca? No. <laughs> was it? no. I mean, I think mine will still work. It's just I now I obviously understand because the fabric has a different feel to it, so it'll probably still fit. But the fabric feel is not what I expected. Oh, it's like a knit. And yeah, and so now I'm like, oh, that's why they said hang dry only. Um, stupid. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I should have just taken it to the dry the dry cleaner to have it done there. But who wants another trip to a? I don't. I don't wear dry clean only stuff anymore. I'm not a banker anymore. <laughs> I think that I don't think I ruined it. it, but you know, there went like that's like sixty bucks at risk. Whoops. For a one wear. Well, hopefully yeah. it's one of your photo shoot looks so you at least have memories of it. It is immortalized. It, yeah. It is immortalized. I think it'll fit. I think I just might need to trim off a few pounds. That's all. Hmm. No big no big deal, right? Just whatever. During <laughs> yeah. core times. Jokes. Yeah. Um my sizzles. I have a couple, but I think I'm gonna go with I toured this new project yesterday that um, hopefully will become a client, but we, I live in a, I live in Sacramento area and this kind of area I'm in has like a lot of older homes, like near the river that have like these private driveways and are just, you would never see them because you couldn't even drive by it. So I got to go to this house that was built in 1934 and it was modeled off of a French farmhouse, I guess, that the original builder or owner built from a photograph he took during World War One in Normandy. So it's this okay. like amazing stone, mostly stone and brick house that you can like see the craft, like like there's this cool, really cool old fireplace, and from the outside, like there's all these found stones and bricks and tiles that are like embedded into the mortar like it's kind of like free form it's really really cool so it, it just looks felt like, like a little fantasy house yeah like Instagram. legit like felt like a little deer is gonna come out and the bluebirds are gonna land yeah the whole i mean doesn't <laughs> that happen in your neighborhood like you have it, turkeys it in your does. backyard and deers in your back i mean it's, deers deer is the plural deer. of deer <laughs> deer 
dear. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> and this is why English is hard for so many people, because it's not dear and dears. It's the same freaking word. <laughs> dear I. Yeah. um yeah they probably do get them because they're close to the river but i don't know i just love i love like going into people's homes even if they're not like going to become a client it's just the voyeur i I think it's from like childhood my mom would always take us or take me to um model homes just for like the fun it's the dream it's the fantasy. It's the yeah, and like behind just, behind closed doors. I don't even know if they do those model homes anymore, but um, it was like a big thing in the eighties and early nineties. Oh no, they do like new housing developments do yeah, models, but you don't get like the same. Me. Yeah, you don't get the same degree. Like now, I feel like most of the ones I see are condos or mm-hmm. or townhomes and stuff, which doesn't excite me because I'm like, oh, well. Well, and now I wouldn't like the style of what anyone, any of those would really look like anyway either, but. But I go to judge it. (laughs) Yeah. Or like, oh, that's an interesting wallpaper border. Like the way those always work. And sometimes I do pick up some of the accessories or things and see where they source them from Mm -hmm. because I'm like, oh, that's, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So I love to do that. I don't know. So that's like a childhood love and then being able to do it now, like. I don't know, and just try to like unravel what previous owners did or why they did certain things, and um, I don't know. I just I like I like feel like I'm Bob Vila sometimes, like <laughs> unraveling this old house. Like, what? Why is that light just randomly? What happened there? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so that was super fun, and um, I'm really excited about this house, and. I guess if I'm going to pick a fizz, this is like real life problems right now. Okay. Because there's nothing going on in our world that is making anybody stressed or upset. So this is I my mean, not at all. problem. Yeah. My AirPods are bruising my damn ears. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just have the wrong shaped model of ears to go with the pods. Oh, no, nobody wants to hear about my ear holes, but... <laughs> Keep your holes to yourself over there. I also think I've been wearing them so much during Corona times. Yeah. That that like I've like literally bruised my ear. And you know how I know that? Because when you were visiting for four days, I wasn't wearing them. And they healed? They healed. And now they hurt again. So you wear them when you pod. You wear them for phone calls. You probably listen to music or stuff when you're working. Yep. I wear them when I, yeah, Zoom calls. I wear them like when I'm around the house listening to books. I. So we might have to get you some like Beats by Dre, hashtag non-spawn. Like you might need a head, an actual headset. So intense. I mean, is it though? I mean, it's intense if you are wearing them on a call or something because people are like, are you listening to me or are you listening to the new like Snoop Dogg album? Which I don't think he's made one in a long time, but just saying. Or like, I like to do like a single ear pod, AirPod, so that I can kind of have like half an awareness of my surroundings. Yeah, because then you feel like 
left out when the dog barks and you're like, what's going on? Yeah, or like someone just broke into my house and I have no idea. But Okay, okay, that could happen. So I'm looking to solve that issue. Apple, please, I'm trying to support you. Apple, but... if you're listening, we need you to make a molded ear thing that can be put on our pod. Right, why do like they think hear- that Like an AirPods old hearing aid, basically. Universal, like ears are not, like the original earphones you used to get with the phone used to have different nubs nibs nubs of different sizes yes but now they want you to go buy those from other people who are apple authorized so apple can sell a licensing deal to that person so they can say they're authorized by apple so apple makes money i just feel like anything else added to this is just going to make them bigger they will, yeah, it will. It'll have like a little skin thing, this is which then you still have to clean. Stuff. You still have to clean that. It's still going to get stuff on it. Schmutz. It's going to get That's, that. So, yeah, or I'm just going to have to jump out of this and go third party. I mean. Real, it's a real upsetting time, especially since I'm now on my fourth set of AirPods. Well, that's because you lose them. Remember that story? Did I tell it on here where I literally lost them on the way home from buying them? No, I did not know that. (laughs) We need to get you a little like gold chain like the librarian had on her glasses where like it will basically ruin the effect of having Bluetooth headphones (laughs) because you will have to have them on a little chain that can wrap around your neck. Like those froggy sunglass floaty things? Yes. No, yeah. yeah, I was. I bought a new pair to replace the ones that I lost, and somewhere on the way, well, Terry was with me, and we went to an appointment, and I got out of the car, and they had fallen off out. my lap, and I thought they went under the seat, and I got out. And sure enough, they were gone. They were gone, so I think... Somebody was so stoked. I think they might have fallen out of the car, and I didn't realize it, and I didn't look under the car, and didn't think of that until we got home. Jerry Somebody went back found to a brand new box of pods on the asphalt and was not like, even yeah, synced. my lucky day. Like, not even synced. My lucky day. God's looking out for me. You made someone's day, Rebecca. But so other than cute. that, AirPods are my life. So <laughs> <laughs> they're God literally life. about. To, sometimes I like to reach my, to touch my ear to see if I'm wearing them or not because I actually. Like you think they're there all the time. Yeah. So what we've learned is that when they can start implanting them, you're in line. And I'm kind of here for that. I I know that everyone else is over here like, I don't know if I'm getting a coronavirus vaccine. And I'm like, do you want to put a microchip in my head? Let's do it. (laughs) And can I please have like a light that goes on on my forehead so people can tell when I'm on the So people know I'm on the phone. (laughs) My yeah. my earlobe will my earlobe will light up, so you'll oh, know that like so cool. I'm on the like a Care Bear, except it'll be on my yeah. ear. Yeah, or it'll be like our little cutie mark, like cutie. <laughs> my little my little ponies have cutie marks. Oh, I don't know that I knew. I didn't know that until that? my five year old taught me. Oh, the more you know. Um, and it's such a cute name. It is. It is. So. Here anyway. we're here for that. Okay, we're here we for that world of tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Let's. 
Well, let's jump into it then. Today is all about end of year planning, and we're hoping to get it in front of all of you listeners before you need to think about your years, give you some time to plan, to strategize, and to like get your thoughts together. Because we recognize that even though you think something's going to be quick, it probably won't be in the year 2020. Right. And I really encourage people to retreat yourself. So this is a whole thing that I can get into, but studio plum. Um, retreat yourself <laughs> and that takes a little planning and um, organizing with your household. So right. we wanted to do this as Q4 kicks off because we are circling the drain of this toilet bowl of a year. We're in the sunset of the year or something we're in the final act of the year. Circling the drain is not giving me the right fantasy. It's giving me uh, 2020 <laughs> vibes, though. But we don't want you to go into this with, that's not the mentality you want going right. into end of year planning. You want this to be okay. reflective, pers- very personal. Um, We're going but after also, that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Yeah. Is that still, I don't know, does that offend people? Are leprechauns upset by that? Um, <laughs> Probably. Something new. Um, the idea, what I like when you talk about retreat yourself is that it's, I mean, it's, it's not a real vacation in the sense of the vacation. It's the sense that you are going to kind of isolate yourself away from the world's distractions for a period of time whether it's one night, two nights, it's great if you can do longer. I know that may not be realistic for everybody. But the idea is to like give yourself some time away so you can work on your business. Yes. And I have done this now for, I mean, I guess I did it in my last job a little bit too. So I've done it regularly though for three years I try to go twice a year now. I want to even up it even more. But If quarantine's going to keep going, you need more. Yeah, I got to get out of this place. I'm definitely somebody who is very, very affected by their environment. I'm sure that's something common with designer types. And I have to get out of my house if I really want to concentrate. So this is something that I am just like, everyone should do it. So, want me to talk about what it is? Yeah, tell, tell us more. So, you got to book a place out of your house. Okay, if you do not have the means to do it, then you can do this and basically just set yourself up in a different place, like maybe in the corner of your bedroom or something. But, I yeah, I like to go for two, three nights is ideal, but minimum of one overnight. And I've done this in tiny hotel rooms and three-bedroom cabins. Um, I've done it in tiny little, like, shacks. I like the location to be beautiful but not distracting. So, like, I wouldn't want to go, like, I don't know, in the midst of a city or a place where I'd want to go, like, explore or shop or... 
um, like big sightseeing or a museum. You kind of yeah. want it to be a little boring. Yes, a little boring, okay. but have like your needs met. So okay, like ideally, there's like a coffee shop you can walk to, or like a little lunch place you can get to. But I usually don't leave. <laughs> I I mean, you like get all your stuff and then stay. Yeah, like maybe I'll leave the place once a day, but um, not for very long. So like this, is, this is not a spa retreat for yourself. You're, you're trying to get work done. Yes. So I like to bring, like I said, a goal for it. So this, for the end of the year, it's obviously going to be like end of the year wrap up and like planning for the next year. But in the past, I've done it when I needed to like rewrite processes, um, workflows, things that just take a lot of concentration like a website redesign or writing copy for documents. Yeah. I like to bring like one or two meaty things that you need hours and hours at a time to actually do. Mm -hmm. um, definitely come with goals, but don't like overdo it because you're not going you to get five of those done. Yeah. You don't want to be disappointed. And you, you are trying to get some mental health time out of it. Yeah, for sure. And if you have too many things, then you might flit around and then actually never complete any of it. So, right. which is what all of my days look like. So I <laughs> want to feel like a sense of, I got a something hummingbird. done. You're not like, and I think normally as designers, we feel that way. Like we are constantly from like, I mean, to this morning I was like at a job site and then had a, had a call on my way back with another client and then, and then we're here planning the pod. And then it's like every, I feel like every 20 to 30 minutes I'm on to something different. And that's hard when you really need to get some big stuff done that needs your attention for a while. Yeah. So, I mean, I've turn my inbox off, like try to kind of go out of office. Of course, I'll respond to things, but I make it like a planned out of office. Um, limit distractions. So I, I like will set myself up with rewards for um, social media time, like do this and then you can sit on Instagram or watch a movie or whatever. Okay. Um, and then I pack all the tools that I need. So I kind of go like a little bit overboard. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing, but. Um, Pretty much pack like, up your whole house. Yeah. Like I've gone, like when I've gone recently into little like cabins or cottages, like I'll bring my extra monitor, my coffee <laughs> warmer, my keyboard. Like I want to be like as, I want to maximize efficiency and minimize like I don't know. Inconvenience, no. annoyance. Yeah. yeah if I you're like, oh, I'm doing all this on my laptop. Yeah. When I'm like, oh God, I wish I had all my stuff. Like my setup at home is so much easier, blah, blah, blah. Especially writing. Like I like to have a big monitor. So would it not just devil's advocate, could it not be easier to just send away Terry and Cecily for a weekend and then you have all your stuff? What's the it benefit of... I personally am motivated by a touch of guilt. <laughs> so, okay. Which I guess that might work too, but um, 
I've had them do that actually before. And that's when I like clean out my closet or do things that I can't do. Okay. But I like knowing that, okay, I've inconvenienced several people to be able to do this, whether it's financially, childcare, whatever. Um, I've got to get this. I can't just fuck around for two days. (laughs) Right. Okay. Yes. And if you're in your whole house, you have your whole house to distract you. Yeah. And deliveries are still coming. And then the yard is getting done. And that guy has a question. And your neighbor. And there's something that's not like hyper, like, I don't know. I get really, um, like, I love working in cafes and coffee shops back when that was possible. Mm -hmm. I like the change of scenery and like the ability to tune out the world because it's not my world. I don't know. This might be a me thing. I don't know. Everybody works differently in different settings, but I do appreciate the, you're still trying to do something nice for yourself by going somewhere different. This is part of the self-care, self-care component of it, which you might not do if you were in your own house. And you're marking it as an event. Right. So. I like that it makes it feel special. Yeah. And whether like guilt is kind of part of it or not, like you shouldn't feel guilty, but you've asked, like if you're with a household, like you've kind of asked for permission to be able to be not responsible for anything for a few days. Yeah. Um, and with that, like, yeah, the self-care bit, like I do add that. So like I meditate a little bit more than I normally would. Um, longer meditations, light candles, bring like facial masks, do a little bit of that that like feels slightly like taking care of yourself. Um, Right. I like it. Yeah. So during this time, so my end of year version of it, I do like to do like reviewing and reflecting I'm trying to do more of which is kind of new for me I used to just like move on (laughs) move on with this dumpster fire what's next (laughs) yeah but I'm trying to do more like looking back and um analyzing like do you have something that you do at the end of the year I have a, I have like a business goals tracking sheet and in typical ex-banker form, it's a lot of numbers. So we'd probably talk about, like that might be something I'd want to reflect on during a retreat is it's looking at a number of categories. So it looks at Instagram, Pinterest, inquiries, discovery calls, consults, proposals, projects, and photo shoots, because I feel like that covers my whole spectrum of things that could actually be measured. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm looking at those, then I break into like things that were working, things that weren't, things I implemented that might have increased something, things I stopped doing that might have decreased a number. Um... Like, it just gives me a jumping off point to see some tangible stuff written down in one place. Yeah. 
how because it's, it's hard to start these topics without something in front of you totally how do you how often do you like track the metrics i track them at the end well the beginning the first you know whatever the first business day of is of each month i have a recurring calendar event on that day to spend 30 minutes updating these most of them don't even take that long because there's not it's not so overwhelming to go in and enter my new instagram followers how it changed my pinterest views how it changed and then so on for inquiries discovery calls consults like the phone's not ringing off the hook so i'm able to keep track of those with acuity and dubsado i can quickly get to my numbers and see what was working um so yeah that's that's awesome i need to do that monthly I was doing it last year in 2019 in my, I was doing a bullet journal. So I was tracking stuff every month and writing like just successes of the month. Um, even little things like, I don't even know. Can't even think of anything, but it. You mean like things that worked well strategy wise? Yeah, things that happened like getting a little mention in a local publication or um that's not successfully just letting you know sometimes they're little like i was thinking of something small but i get that but um like successfully rebranding and that's not little either but so (laughs) like updating my website finishing three blog posts like in a month like that would be that's yeah, that, like, like that's an example of something that comes up when I think about like why are my Pinterest views going down? Oh, last month I didn't post any new blog posts and post content from that into Pinterest. So like that's part of how it helps me unravel the strategies of how I want to continue to like stay relevant and stay in front of people. Yeah, like what's kind of driving those numbers. Um yeah, like so. This is where you might say, like, I want to develop a strategy where I'm doing a blog post. If you've never done any, once a month. If you're doing them at least once a month, is it doing two to to four a month? Is it once Mm -hmm. a week you want to get to? I think that's where looking at the tracking sheet for me helps me figure out what's my strategy into the next period. Yeah, and try to schedule it on your calendar every month. Right. Yeah, because blogging takes a long time. Nobody talks about that. Well, people do. Some people do, but it's so hard. It could take six hours to plan a blog a blog post. I know, and I keep saying like, <laughs> I need to just like calm down with that and like, like break them up because they don't need all to be intense. Correct. Novels, which is what I usually do. So like. It's like there's successful blog posts that are just a few photos and a paragraph. Like, (laughs) there's no need to, like, overthink everything. So that's something that I really want to get better at. But put it in the book. Put it in a book. So, yeah, I have a little template. Like, I think maybe you and I can um, clean it up, like, or combine our metrics that we look at and yeah share 
on the pod on the show notes in the show notes yeah i like that idea like i have like a little success tracker of like how many books i read and then like list the books like how many um what kind of professional development i did this year and also um think about like what i want to do next year and then set some goals yeah so it's like the looking back and then the looking forward is to set big goals because these are like your annual goals, maybe even like five to 10 year goals if you want to like keep an eye on those. And right. We're not, we're not doing, these there. aren't like vision board type of things. These are like, I mean, Although you could make a vision board, but. There's that that I'll talk about too, but for this is more actionable. Yeah. Like next year, how many books do you want to read? Like last year, I wanted to read 50. This year, I wanted to read 55. And then, you know what? I just don't really feel like reading during this time. I don't know why. So I haven't, I haven't read much during quarantine. I think it's just because it feels indulgent. I don't know. I don't know what it is either. Because even when I'm depressed, I like to read. So I don't, I don't really know what it is. But I'm not putting that on myself but this would be like do i want to read books is there continuing education or workshops i want to be part of next year or like that's the type of stuff i think of of like development i really want to go to high point like hopefully we can make that happen in a safe manner yeah um like i went to the Design Influencers Conference right before quarantine this year and literally like the week before. Like literally the day. Like we all rushed home. (laughs) Because a siren went off and it was like like a tornado was coming and told everybody to get out of San Francisco. Go back to your homes. They were passing out hand sanitizer. Like that was like the first time I really saw it. Anyway, that was really fun. I would love to do something like that again. I I would say like I know it's a weird time, but just set the goals anyway. Yes. And just have them. Like don't put pressure on yourself if it can't happen or you don't feel safe, but put them in there anyway, because you'll look at them at the end of next year and think like, okay, maybe 2022 is the year this is gonna happen. But there, there's something to be said for manifesting ideas. Like we I'm not a scientist here, so I'm not quoting studies people, but we know that not putting them down or not setting a goal means that you are much less likely to actually do anything towards achieving that goal. So Mm -hmm. if you say one of your goals is to get published next year, you're, you're at least that much more likely to take some steps towards creating projects that help you do that. Even if one doesn't get published, your work quality will get better because you wanted it to get published or you will have better content because you will have photographed something in anticipation of doing it. So if by not writing it down, it's like setting low expectations for yourself. You're saying like, well, I'm letting myself off the hook before I've even done it. Yeah. And that's an upper limit problem for you book club readers. It's an upper limit problem for sure. And it's also like, I had some, um, things that I had on a vision board 2018 going into 2019 and after I did it 
I realized, you know, I don't want that. <laughs> like, and that's okay. Wanna, you can. I don't want to have any kind of like retail business. Like, I don't want to sit at a store. So that's so that, funny. That was something like I love the idea of creating one, but then the actual day to day, like, there's no way that I'm gonna want to be put opening hours and be expected to be there. Like that it's is not. It's not as fun as it looks like to run Rose Apothecary. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or, right. or like, it doesn't, it looks cooler. The fantasy of it, I think, is cooler than the reality of like, oh, I can't go on lunch because people are in my shop. Ew. Like. And I don't want to kill anyone else's dreams, but the reality of like those expectations on my soul and personality do not work. They don't work. It's not a fantasy for me. um, I'd love to go source a bunch of stuff for someone else's store, but. um, And I think there are plenty of stores that need better curation. And I think that's what makes me excited about the idea is like, I would curate the hell out of a shop if I had one. Right. And I'm sure I would because I go in plenty of really gross shops that I'm like, yeah, there was one thing I might buy if you told me I had to pick one thing. So your goals can change. And sometimes just writing them down or visualizing them makes you like really actually um, embody the dream. And like that's like good manifestation is you want to do that. So like think about your dream and then imagine yourself doing it every day. And what it actually looks like and smells like and feels like and what you'd wear and all of that. And that's like when I realized like the retail dream was not for me. <laughs> like the the dream of it sounds cool. And then the day-to-day it's was not. like a no. So you can use smart goals. Like I feel like that's going to be up your banker We used to banker use boy, Allie. smart goal setting. Okay, I'll just tell you. Goal setting in general has been part, I always believed in setting goals from a very young age. Like, I don't know, a lot of gay people, a lot of gay people are like type A. I don't know where it comes from. We all know a few. Many of them are like this. We're very like goal and driven. And while I'm just at, you know, mass generalizations like that, I will say I know a lot of people around me who it's like, we were taught to prove people wrong, like or well, to what disprove is that things. Thing, the best like, boy in the world, or whatever. What? The best boy in the world. It's like a theory. I don't know this theory. I don't know her. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm Mariah right now. I don't. I don't know her. Um, I'll find it. It's so this is the idea of, of like being, being good at something. Like you have to drive yourself to it. Like you're going to overcome any kind of um, negativity by excelling in every other area? Yeah. I, I just, I'm not saying that's completely me. And I'm actually, I don't identify as type A. Um, and a lot of those challenge things, the personality types and things I don't really identify with because I'm also not naturally an achiever. I don't need to be number one at something. I need to be the best that I can be at something. I don't need to be mm-hmm. the, the, I don't, I, like being an Olympian or like being in the best physical condition or whatever, like that's not it for me because those aren't the things I derive the value from. But 
goal setting is big for me because it helps me put together my thoughts and it helps me organize my ideas. I naturally like to develop strategy and smarter goal setting is kind of the way to do that where for those of you, if you don't know the acronym, we'll link a smart goal worksheet in the show notes mm-hmm. and you guys can look at it. Um, but the idea is you need to set a goal and you might have several. So you might go through this exercise for each one. And it's if like, if your goal is to just get to 5,000 Instagram followers, then what do you, what do you want to accomplish is like the specific thing. Be really deliberate about it. Like, and questions you're asking yourself is like, what do you want to accomplish? Who needs to be there? When? Why is this even a goal? Like really think through the process of, I need to reach more followers to gain more business. Okay, great. Well, now we go into the M of the smart, which is like, make it measurable. So like, How do you know if you're making progress? This might be where you break it down. I'm going to do this quarterly or I'm going to track my growth monthly. And then this is, you really got to make sure it's something where it's not like feeling oriented. It really does need something to measure it against. Well, Instagram followers is like an easy one. That's an easy one. There's actual numbers. Yeah. If you're saying like, I want to love my job more. Okay. Well. Or I want to make more money, like more than what or how much? Like how much is more money? What does rich mean to you? If, if it's, you know, how am I going to know I'm happier? Is it going to be that you get more time with your family? Like you need something to measure that against. It can't just be these ambiguous ideas. I found that in my corporate setting, the measurable component was what was the hardest for people because if you don't have data or feedback, like the measurable part could be feedback from others. If you don't have a staff and you're not going to ask your clients or contractors or whatever to help give you measurement, it really shouldn't just be coming from you. It's Then it's not really objective and that can make it, that can skew the results. Mm-hmm. So measurable is key. The A for achievable, is this realistic? Like, do you, do you know everything you need to know to do this? Is this, if you'd like at the beginning of the year, I set a goal of where I wanted to be on Instagram followers. I'll be like upfront with that. I thought that it was realistic to get to, I started this year at, like 1200 followers. And I was like, oh, based on last year's growth, I should be able to get to 6,500 followers by the end of this year. No, I'm nowhere, nowhere have I ever been on track to do that. And looking back, I realized that that the rate of growth when you're starting with like a small snowball, it doesn't necessarily continue at that same rate of growth. Mm, You were looking at percentages. Right. So that's where you have to think like, okay, are these goals going to be actually achievable um, or how much effort am I actually going to have to put in in order to get to that? And can can I do that? that? I don't have enough new content and time on my hands to really drive that kind of Instagram strategy Mm -hmm. for my example. Um, And then R is to make it relevant. So what's happening right now that I need this? Is this important? Does this line up with all my other business objectives? 
if you have plenty of business coming in and your strategy was like, I just want more followers to get in front of more people, we also have to make sure that lines up. Like, do you really need more followers then? Or is this just like a pen in your hat, you know, like, or pin in your hat, ego. feather in your cap type of thing, so, an ego yeah. thing. Like, I just want to get there. Okay, well, let's make that part of the achievable and relevant piece of like, is this really needed? If not, let's consider it and... Right. Or what are you going to do with that? Like, I mean, that was something I really thought about a lot last year is why am I wanting to grow and why am yeah. I wanting to hit this 10K? And for me, it was because I wanted to do more collaboration and partnerships with brands. Right. And that's not And that's everybody. where the relevance comes in. Yes. And then the time-bound T in SMART is the time-bound piece, which is just when are we, when is this by... So are we measuring this over a year or is it over a quarter? Whatever your goal is. Maybe it's that you want to reassess your entire client and design process and you want to do that over the course of one client project. So then you can copy that to the next one. Okay, well, it doesn't have to be the a specific time if you know that it's when that first client project finishes using the new process, that's the end of this goal measurement period and that's it's nice if it's time bound to a very specific time but if you say this client project is six to nine months and and you know it will finish and you can measure it that's okay yeah or this same worksheet can be used for different times so like one could be a a year smart goal of i want to rebrand and launch my website by the end of next year Okay, well, now we got to break that shit down. So, like, month I by doing, month, like, <laughs> or quarterly, like, here's you got to break the goal down of whether it's like finding a partner, a design partner, or a web designer, um, yes, writing content, getting photographer, like, all of that. Like, there's a lot of parts to make the bigger goal. So, you can yeah. use this for monthly goals of getting there. Right. Like, are you, if it's Instagram again, like, are you going to set up an auto post program with a program like Planoly or later? Mm -hmm. And then are, when are you, are you going to then, how are you going to achieve it? Like, I'm going to schedule a pre-standing meeting every Tuesday from 9 to 10 a.m. And I'm going to plan a whole week at a time, or I'm going to write all my caption. It's, that's kind of where you yeah. need to get into the nitty gritty of, great, now that this is the goal, what am I actually going to do to achieve it? Um, it's because like that machine, you have to keep feeding it. So go back and listen to Anastasia Casey's episode with us. Um, she has tons of granular tips, but yeah. like just personally, I've putting, been putting less time into my Instagram lately and those numbers are not going up. <clears throat> no, but you're meeting with, you're still meeting with clients and you're still working on projects and it's like, right. It's I'm, not a goal anymore. Cause I hit, I hit the goal. And so I stopped kind of feeding the machine the same way. And it's very much obvious. <laughs> I mean, so, look, you can't just it set it and forget it is the, it, like, can, it can be rewarding, but it doesn't have to be the only driver of what no, you do. It's every not my day. goal anymore. Cause I've already met that goal and I'm fine. Like I don't need a hundred thousand followers. Like, so yes. But just know that if you want to grow your Instagram, you've got to make it a focus. And that's going to take 
a big strategy. So that yep. smart worksheet might be really full. That's a front and back page type of one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, so we'll share that. And that is like the very pragmatic um, business minded way of setting goals which do it yeah but i also you know i like to dip my toes into the woo woo i know and i'm kind of starting to like get you on board a little bit (laughs) um i really believe in manifestation and setting intentions in the more spiritual manner i'm just gonna use that word but I am like the secret. Most, it kind of is. Mostly, <laughs> okay. I think it doesn't hurt. And okay. it kind of, even if it's a placebo and it's just getting your brain like envisioning success, like you, like that's never going to be a bad thing. No. So do what works best for you. But I really believe in like manifesting big dreams and like really again like embodying what that feels like like set a financial goal and imagine what that would feel like like i just want to have every bill on auto pay and never bat an eyelash about it and that's in your personal and professional life like in your business but also at home you want to be able to know like all my bills are going to be paid and i don't have to worry about jockeying payment dates to I don't care if my electric bill was $600 this month. (laughs) True story. But (laughs) I mean, AC and fires did not make that easy. There was no cooling off at night, but there was no opening of any windows. Um, But anyway, so manifest all of that. And then some people, like we were saying, like the whole vision board thing. I've done it before. Um, I just have a hard time doing it because I don't have magazines anymore. Like I need to. (laughs) But you could do a digital one. You could do, you can do a digital mood board and, or vision board and pull that stuff together. Like that's where people put like, I'm going to go on this trip. I'm doing this. I'm going to get a rockin' body, whatever you're doing. It's my dream house. And it's just a fun exercise to even just like think about like it's like a different way of using your brain to dream big and imagine new things and really realize like like I was saying with the whole retail store thing like that actually didn't sit that didn't sit right after I did it but it was the process of doing it that made me realize it totally. I mean, that's for our businesses is good because there's big ideas out there of like, what do I really want to have that 20 person firm where I'm doing these giant jobs? Like, is that going to be as fulfilling for me personally? And you might like, for me, I know that's not, that's not what I want. Like, yeah. Like you see like these amazing boss bitches with these huge teams (laughs) and that seems like, oh, I should want that. And then if you really sit and think about what that entails, that's hiring and firing people. That's dealing yep. with people calling in sick. That's being disappointed. That's carrying the stress of payroll. Sometimes if you want to be a boss bitch, you also have to be 
a bitch sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's what that involves. Like, it's really emotionally draining. Yes. And again, this is an incredibly personal thing. So you just need to know, like, and you and I have worked in those environments. Like we've we've had those jobs, so we know that's not necessarily something we want again. <sighs> yeah, we've had those mental breakdowns. Um, yeah. So, as far as manifestation goes um, and goal setting, if you're into this, like I recommend looking at Lacey Phillips is a manifestation gu- guide and coach. Her platform is called to be magnetic it's really amazing um she's really inspiring and i love how she she's like super la girl like super um i don't know very woo but she like embraces the idea of prosperity and like making money and we don't need to feel guilty and shameful about wanting things like she has a really great way of talking about all of it. Um, and then also, we can put all this in show notes, but I've been doing Susanna Conway is a coach. I think she's in the UK, but she has a program or a document called Unravel Your Year. Okay. And she has this big document that I've actually had a group two years for two years that we every month go through it. Um, and she helps with goal settings and like monthly look backs and look forwards and, um, all like a little bit with a manifestation lens, but it's, I've found it really helpful. Okay. I'm, so can you help me with the woo woo? Cause I'm, I'm not, what, how would you summarize it in a, like a sentence or two to make sense for someone who doesn't do this? Like the manifestation part? But but maybe also like the mind mapping stuff and like, well, mind mapping is not woo woo. Mind mapping is more like um, design thinking. Okay. So this is another process that you can use. Okay, it's, so that's um, a separate idea. Yeah, mind mapping is like a structured brainstorming. Um, we'll have a link to this too. That basically you start with a problem and then you start creating um, branches and organizing and just kind of letting like it's there's digital programs but I think it works best when you do it by hand because it's like that brain body you have that like, connection yeah yeah you can get into the flow state easier so it's a God, I miss way. doing stuff like that in person with people I know so it's like, like that's- that conference room that's that's yeah whiteboard conference room behavior of like let's get everybody in and we're gonna do some we're gonna need each other to be thought partners and we're gonna need to get Mm -hmm. this out and sometimes you really do have to I have some of my best discoveries telling Sean about the stuff I'm doing business wise and then I'm like what like stuff comes to me while I'm because even if somebody suggests a bad idea like you'll come up with you a go, good idea yeah you go well <laughs> no but here's why and wait something. a minute like yeah. something happens and it helps that he does that 
in his work in healthcare administration that he is constantly having to solve problems and navigate stuff like that. And that's part of his role in leadership is to do that with, with the hospital. So um, sometimes you might need, th this is where we go back to like building that community of designers is that we need each other to help get through some of this sometimes. Hey, Sean, have you signed up for the Hot Young Designers Club newsletter? Oh, no. Really? Is this you not wanting to clutter your inbox with a lot of excess junk? No, no. Let me do it. Where do I need to go? You need to go to hotyoungdesignersclub.com. Scroll down until you get to the subscribe button. Just pop in your email address and your name. All right. I'm doing it right now. Is this going to be a bunch of spam? It's not. It's actually not going to be anything until we actually get around to sending something. But we have big plans and we want to be able to send surveys to get feedback from our audience. And maybe once in a while, a special surprise or a recap. All right. I'm on it. Thank you. Back to the show. So back to the woo, like. Woo woo. Like for instance, Lacey Phillips from um, Being Magnetic, her whole platform is like she doesn't believe in like typical manifestation of like you have to be positive and law of attraction stuff. Her thing is all about self-worth. So you have to kind of clear up like things in your past or like your thinking models uh, and believe okay. you're worthy of it which okay. i think definitely translates into business so and it's like this upper limit stuff we've been learning about um yeah so you have to first be the one that says i deserve and am worthy of this level of success or prosperity or wealth or house or whatever it is and um kind of the universe will sync up and match your level of worth. Okay. That's her thing, which I, I like, like it feels like less like magic. <laughs> it's like an energetic frequency thing. Okay. And there's, I know I'm getting into this whole thing, but I'm there is like um, you have quantum me? physics like <laughs> believes that stuff. Okay. Okay. Now, can I ask this? Do you think that this is helpful for people who don't have, who, who are missing like that sense of self-worth, sense of self-esteem, like not having belief in themselves, imposter syndrome? Or do you feel like someone who is naturally a confident person would also benefit by doing something like this? Um, I mean, I think we all have the ability to level up and be happier right or more content whatever it is so um like unless you viewed your life as perfect there's still like this is there's still that? something yeah. for you to walk away from with this is i think what it is is like this isn't just about sure you if you already believe in yourself that's great but something else is probably your next thing holding you back or you're not growing into that thing like right her whole thing is like not 
business related per se. Like, I mean, you could be looking for a love match or wanting to build your family, like whatever it is, like there's always things that I think we're striving for. Um, So yeah. And if you don't have the confidence and you don't feel worthy, then I think it's starting small, like, Mm -hmm. and feeling like the confidence build as you accomplish and build worth and confidence. Yeah. I mean, I can even just look three years back when I left. Well, now it's almost four. It's almost four years since I left. Actually, wait, let me pause. Pause It is, it is, it has been like three and a half years since I left my banking career and became an intern, became a design intern. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then it's, Three coming up at the end of this year is three full years that I was running. I've been officially as Renstead Interiors because I was working sole prop as my own, as myself sort of before that, before I actually like registered my business. It was sort of the period where I was like, I don't know if I'm good enough, so I'm not going to put it on paper. I'm not going to register my business entity. I'm not going to do any of it officially because it's not real yet. And then I had to like push through that process in like by the end of 2017 that was when I was like no I'm good enough I'm doing this I have clients I have work like this isn't just this isn't just me it's bigger than that and that took time to get to that level and I know a lot of our listeners have shared with us that they are leaving another career or working with another design or larger company and looking to go on their own or looking to build on their own and I think this is valuable for those listeners to go through these exercises to push to that next step. Yeah. Cause what really is going to make you take the next step? Like if you're more cautious, then maybe it's having a certain number of dollars in the bank to cover expenses for a period of months. Um, right. Like set those and goals goal. and then you have them and you know, when you're, when you've arrived and then the rest, you just have to like trust that, my quote is trust that you're going to figure it out. Like, I mean, I'm definitely like a leap without a parachute person and build it on my way down. It's remarkable what you come up with when you don't have a choice. If you are, it's it's like when people say there's like no good time to have kids, (laughs) like there's no perfect time to have children. Just do it. This is also, there's no perfect time to start a business. Like it just needs to happen at some point. If that's what you want it to be, there will never be a magic time with enough money in the bank account. There will never be a magic time with enough people on staff to help you. There will never be the perfect conditions. The perfect conditions do not exist. And that's part of this is we lie to ourselves and we're lied to that. Oh, this business made it work because everything was perfect before they did it. It's like, no, it's quite literally not how that works. And it's just knowing what you want. So back like to goal setting, you got to just decide what that is first and then figure it out, figure out what you need to feel comfortable to make it happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, we kind of threw a lot out there today. I definitely just my whole wish with this is that everybody just 
get some time on their calendar. First, the first step is to book the time on your calendar. What can you afford from a time and financial perspective? Totally. Where can you go? Like, I don't like to drive real far, really far to do this. Like, you don't need to get on a plane. So find a safe Airbnb or someone who has a guest house or whatever. <laughs> and yeah. Or if you know, like, coming up, a friend is going to go out of town and you can yeah. just go to their house and do it. Like, can that's great, too. For you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, I feel like, expand it. Put it out there in your Facebook group if you know that you've got a lot of local friends and just say, this is something I'm looking to do and these are the types of conditions where it would be perfect. You might be surprised who pops out and gives you a resource or has a place or... Yeah, and my tip, like, if it's financial concerns, is, like, midweek, like, Mondays and Tuesdays are really cheap to go somewhere. It does, yeah. again, not have to be the most beautiful place. It just has to be clean and comfortable, and you have to have, like, a workspace. And probably good Wi-Fi. And good Wi-Fi. Don't, don't go out unless, to the country too far. Unless you just want to write or do something, and then it's kind of good to not have Wi-Fi, which I've done that, too. Yeah, that helps with cutting off the social media part, at least. Like, mm -hmm. phone calls when you walk to the market twice a day, whatever it is. I actually did this with a friend a couple years ago. We went to um, a little house, and we were both kind of trying to do similar things in our businesses that we were growing and um, developing processes. So we set it up so that we had separate work areas and we would like set little mini goals during the day of like, okay, we have three hours. You're going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then we'll come back and review and help each other. Yeah. So we would kind of like present to each other and give feedback and then we'd go back away and then we would have dinner and wine and it was really fun. Oh, I like that. Let's do so that. We, yeah. We need to do that. So, but you have to like set ground rules and we actually sure, have to like, get work done. We you have to go have away like, from each other. So you can't chit chat. Like we couldn't be in the same room working. Like <laughs> if we really wanted to accomplish stuff. Yeah. Okay. I feel that. Yeah. So you can do it with a friend and make it a little mini break. If, and especially if that helps you get it to an affordable place or mm -hmm. if you don't feel safe normally doing something like that, but on your own away from like a community, you know, and you want, like a, right. a buddy to help you do it. Like, just make sure that you can work through that. Taking your kids is probably not going to work. Definitely not going to work. Some, sometimes, here's the truth. I'll be real. I think having pets, I've done, I when we used to go, I used to do stuff and go to a cabin. And when the dogs would come with me, it was actually more of a distraction because mm -hmm. it's like making them comfortable, looking after them, feeding them, then they're checking. They're and it's like, I like to not yeah, totally. have any of that going on. Last I can't time I went to a client's cabin and it's kind of a bigger house for to be by myself. Um, yeah. And I have gone, I had gone once before and it gets a little dark and I don't know. I don't, I'm not like a scaredy cat. I'm, I like being alone, but like, oh, it would have been nice spooky. to have a dog. So I really contemplated bringing Desmond the last time, but I'm like, no, he's going to want to go bark at the squirrels and then yeah. keep and then saying he, wants he has to, to lay go on out. You and, yep. and he's just going to annoy me. Like, I want him there at night, but I don't want him there during the day. So I said, nope. Like, that's another thing. Like, you have to kind of cut off any 
type of distraction. Yeah. So. And it can be uncomfortable to be by ourselves with our own thoughts. So yeah. lean into the discomfort because that means something good is like bubbling under the surface. If it's making you uncomfortable, it's time to grow. It's time to push into it and not sink back from it. I think if anything, that's what we've learned about during this year is we can't, we can't hide away from it. And it's like, I don't know. I was shocked at first by how many designers were saying their phones were ringing off the hook. And then mine started also getting to that level too this year. And I'm like, oh, here we all were thinking back in March that everyone was going to drop off the face of the earth and then find out that that's not the case for our industry. Um, Going back to what you're saying of like, we're not apologizing for that. And I think, I think that the same sentiment will continue into next year. And I think we should build on that with how we plan our businesses. Yes. I think we just plan and hope for the best and then like deal with what comes at us. Like we've had to this year. And when you're looking back and reflecting on 2020, don't, I mean, don't beat yourself up for numbers that are weird. Like Q2 is going to be jacked. Like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as far as those numbers go, like in my experience. This isn't so. your typical year. So yeah, give yourself a get out of jail no, free and like, on some again, of that. Like I didn't read enough books or do as much professional development. And I just have to like look back and like we are riding some emotional waves. Like all of us are for so many reasons. Parents are dealing with a hell of a lot more. So like ain't that the cut truth. yourself some slack. But still do it. Just still do the reflection because guess what? Like 2021, you're going to have some big gains. <laughs> yeah. The growth rates are going to be through the roof. And I would even say put some travel goals on there. Like, why not? Put it out there. Yeah. Even if it's just going to the little regional lakeside cottage or something. Yeah. Get some stuff out there that you can look forward to, put on your horizon. That helps you work harder, helps you set time aside. It's super valuable. I'm stoked to start putting my thoughts and ideas together. Um, I don't know that we're going to plan our podcast retreat, retreat ourselves. Retreat, retreat our podcast. Um, I like that idea. Well, let's do it. Until next time. Keep it hot, designers. Thanks for joining this meeting of the Hot Young Designers Club podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Check out the show notes there for links to things we talked about today. We are keeping the conversation going on Instagram, so don't forget to like, comment, and follow at Hot Young Designers Club. You can find Rebecca on Instagram at Studio Plum. And you can find Sean at Renstead Interiors. That's W-R-E-N-S-T-E-D. We had the boundaries of society put on us for most of us for a large part of our lives. And so we're like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck all of you. Like, we're just like... You want, you want boundaries, bitches? Here you go. It's just, I honestly, I, I think that it comes in a point in your life where you're just like, I don't have to put up with this heteronormative bullshit. And then you apply that to everything in your life. Like, work a weekend? Fuck you, Karen. <laughs> like, come in early? No way, bitch. <laughs> just like...
we're just not here for it. Like, 